Welcome to the Kelly Cardenas Podcast, where attitude is everything on today's show. I've been trying to chase this guy down. He's become a friend of mine, and I love it because I didn't know what he did before I actually became his friend. And this is probably one of my, my most exciting things in my life is I love to know who people are before I know what they do. And um, this guy is going to inspire you. I mean, he's going to drop bombs on you. And also, I, I want to get some particulars out of the way for you. Um, I'm going to read them off because he's got a, my, a, a, a list a mile long. Dude's only 24 years old. Top sales that he's done in a three-day period is over $400,000. $400,000 in sales in only two and a half days. He's laughing because I'm telling the truth. At 16 years old, he met one of the, uh, the prominent authors, speakers, and influencers in all of uh, personal development space. Uh, at 18 years old, he became a welder. This guy is <laughs> a jack of all trades. At 22 years old, he got a job with T-Mobile in Oceanside, California, and became the top salesman within the first month of all of the San Diego area. This guy is an absolute juggernaut. Uh, he also is the president of Secret Knock. That's the greatest networking event in the world that you can attend. And he also is working with the mastermindgroup.com. And he has a mastermind NFT that's coming out. This guy is on fire, knows about crypto, understands about the metaverse, understands where the world is going, basically where the ball is being thrown to as opposed to where we are right now. Why I wanted to have him on the show, though, is because some of the conversations that we've had in the car, uh, some of the conversations that we've had uh, just off to the side having lunch, uh, rapping, because you hear all those, or the, all those accolades. I was about to say escalades. But this man, Billy Siordia, is, I mean, by far probably one of the most inspirational people that, that you'll ever meet, and he's so humble. At 24 years old, let me say it again. At 24 years old, He's done over $400,000 in sales in two days, and he's done it twice. This guy is an absolute beast at what he does, and he's probably the example, uh, that one of the best examples that I've ever met that my, of what my dad said. 98 98% attitude, 2% aptitude, and I was offended when my dad said that the first time, but this guy goes into it with the attitude that he doesn't know that he could fail. So he just keeps trying. He gives himself permission to try in every aspect, and he's out there, and he's doing it. I didn't want to bring him on the show because he's talking about it. I wanted to bring him on the show because he's doing it. But thank you so much for being on the show, Mr. Billy Siordia. Thank you so much, Kelly, for having me. First and foremost, thank you so much for letting me be on your show. It's, um, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> well, I, I think it's incredible. We had a conversation the other day. I want to jump right in. We were on our way back from L.A. Mm -hmm. um, we went up to a, an event with Lee Steinberg. Correct. Dude, you're 24 years old. We were at a party with Lee Steinberg. You were one of the, I mean, one of the people that was invited first. I didn't even get invited to this. You told me about it, and you told me what was going on. And then our friend Ryan Mannion, who's a friend of yours, mm -hmm. got us to be able to go. You're 24 years old. You're in the space of Lee Steinberg, the greatest sports agent of all time. You're around Greg Reed, who is one of the, I mean, the prominent voice in all of personal development. And you just happen to be the vice president of the number one networking event <laughs> in the entire world that no one could go to because it's always sold out. And the only way that you could get to this event is by becoming friends with Billy. So we were driving back from that event. You asked, hey, can I get a ride? I said, absolutely. We got to spend some time together. Um, 
take us back to the border. Take us back to Chicklets. And take us back to, I mean, has Billy had a, a, a silver spoon life where you were just fed opportunities all the time, or have you been able to make them? Um, first and foremost, I've been able to make them. It starts by being of contribution to others and, and leveraging others. That's how I was able to get to where I'm at today. Uh, you know, uh, from a young Mexican household, um, my parents were really hard on me, so they wanted me to learn from a really young age. And every time when we would go to the border, my, my dad would want me to learn the skill set of work and really know the definition of what it really came down to. And it was it was really good. I'm really blessed that he gave me that opportunity. He would make me get out of the car, buy a pack of gum, and really go uh, car to car and tell them if they wanted gum, if they wanted to buy gum, just so I can get that experience that we lived on the other side. And that was harder on on um, the other side, on, in the Mexican border side, that I should know what work is and that it's an opportunity to live in the States. So I re- from a young age, I really took it that at that moment and uh, just really wanted to hone that in. Of course, you know, I was a kid, and, and I went through those, those kid phases. And uh, <laughs> No, no, hold on, hold on, Billy. Now, you're saying it, I mean, you're, you're so, I mean, you're so polished, 24 years old. You got so much experience in life, you know what I'm saying? And you're like, yes, he did it because he wanted me to see work. Talk to us about the five-year-old kid, though. Were you mad? Like, your dad straight took you to the border and gave you some gum and said, boy, go and sell it. I'm I, like, dude, come on. why? Now. Why do you want me to do this? <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't be doing this. But uh, I was so mad at the time, but really. What was going through your head? Like, what, what's going through your head? I mean, how old are you at the time? I was like three, four. Three, four. Where do you live? You live in Tijuana? I was living actually in the States, um, okay. but my, a lot of my family lived in TJ, and every single weekend, we would actually go to TJ. So, so you would go down, your dad would take you down to Mexico, mm-hmm. buy some gum, yep. push your little butt, how, three, four years old, out the car, Yep. by yourself? Uh, well, sometimes with my sister. Uh, how it, old was your sister? My sister was like six, seven. Okay, so that's good parental uh, <laughs> guidance. <then>. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so a six-year-old and a four-year-old, this sounds like a joke, a six-year-old and a four-year-old jump out the car at the border in Mexico with a pack of gum. Yep. What were some of the, I mean, but before we go into the lessons, tell us about your true emotions when you get out the car at this time. Are you like, can I just go play with my friends? Yeah, I, I, you know, I wanted, I really wanted to spend time with with, uh, my friends or just watch a movie in the car, you know, Uh, be a normal kid. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but my dad, he was he was like, no, you have to understand um, the the skill of work. My dad was very hard on us, uh, very 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 disciplined, and so we would do it, you know, because uh, at the time I was really scared of him, so I just didn't want to, you know, cross that line or phase him. So I would get out and and just do it, just get it over with. My whole thing was just just get it over with, just just do it and get it over with, and um, that's the way how I was able to um to make it happen and I I got into a habit of doing it and doing it and doing it to a point where I was like seven s- seven eight you were doing it for five years I was doing it for a while yeah okay so f- okay so five f- years so five years right so you're going through and you're doing this stuff you're mad you're like dad can we just watch a movie yeah. and, and your pop is like no boy and does he speak in Spanish to you angry yeah or is he speaking English he's speaking Spanish and angry. is he say it say it in Spanish I want to say it like with the emotion that your dad would be like get your butt out the car but say it in Spanish Mom. he'd say Tú no, tú no llegaste en esta vida para, para nomás estar aquí a, a pasártela, a mirar películas. Debes que trabajar y saber qué es trabajar. 
he wouldn't say it like that. You were calm. Like, say it like your pop said it. Uh, he, he just say it in an aggressive manner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so did you start to get your, your technique down? Sell me some gum right now. If we got gum, we're at the border. Mm-hmm. I'm driving through. Mm-hmm. You're four year, No, I would say five-year-old because you started at three. You got two years in. Yeah. You've heard no a lot. I would actually, so one of my techniques when I had gum is when I would, I would knock on the guy's car <laughs> and they'd, they'd look at me like, what's, what's this kid doing? And, and I'd be like, hey, are you hungry? And they'd be like, yeah, I've been waiting in this line for so long. I'm like, you can't trust these carts, right? You just don't know what's in the food, right? He's like, yeah. Well, here's a pack of gum. You know, it, 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 it's a dollar and it's going to actually hold you until you get to the other side of the border so you can actually get some good food. And then <laughs> that's how I just sell it automatically. It's just like, oh, that's a good, that's a good way. Give Thanks. me technique number two. The person says, no, I'm not hungry. What do you, what do you, what's your rebuttal? My rebuttal is like, well, what about your kids? I, I feel like they, they're looking, they've been looking at this piece of gum for so long. So why don't you just buy them a piece? Just, and then they do it. Okay, so was it just gum? Did you only sell gum or were you selling was, some ceramics too? Well, I was just trying to sell the easiest uh, thing, which was mainly food, like just okay. snacks, candy. So gum. you progressed, like you progressed in it. You started with food or you started with gum. Then where'd yeah. you go? What was the next one? I went one? to like Snickers bars. Okay, so, so gum was the gateway. Yeah. It was the gateway drug. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your first Snickers. When you get the Snickers, is it easier to sell the Snickers? Uh, well, I, th- I felt like gum was quicker. Uh, gum was faster for some odd reason, just because it's, it's more generous. It's, it's in the general aspect. It was, it was, it was, a, it was a fast consuming uh, piece of gum. <laughs> it was just quick. It was, it, people were just like, no, nah, I don't want a Snickers bar. I'll just get food from the other side. Oh, well, I would bring out the gum. My, my gum was always for some odd reason. My, my down sell. What would you, your down sell, what, mm-hmm. what, <laughs> what would you do with the money? Do you have to report back to Papa and, yeah, and, would, and break it off to him? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd give him mostly. How much? Well, would you keep some? Well, I would, I'd keep some How for much? like the weekend so I'd have for like food for, um, for like lunches. Did he allot an amount that he said like 60% has got to come back to me? I'm your... I'm your daddy. Yeah. You got to bring it back. Is that how it was? Yeah, basically. No way. But it was good. You know, I, I, lear- I learned the business aspect at a young age. And I love at the t- it. At the time, I hated it because he's like, okay. dang, he's my daddy. He should be helping me. But I'm like, wow. Like Now I, now I see him. And uh, no matter what, what has happened, I, I, I still love the guy. Um, I forgive him for what he's done. And, and you know, he's, he's my father at the end of the day. And uh, he's made a man. And, and <laughs> that's what I'm blessed for. <laughs> hey, if I could get my kid to be the top salesman... <laughs> For T-Mobile, within one month of the whole San Diego area, if I could get him to be the vice president of the, the number one networking, the number one networking uh, event in the whole entire country, if not the world, that you can't go to, by 24 years old, I'll take my kid down to uh, Tijuana and have him sell some gum. Hey, I'd love to help him. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Billy, uh, what were some of the other lessons that Pops, because Pops, I, I'm picturing him in my head which he's this wise man. He's super hardworking. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were some of the other lessons that you were mad at that he taught you early on that now you're able to employ in your, uh, in your business? Well, he was, he was just really hard. Um, he didn't really congratulate uh, me for doing the good things. And then sometimes I'd, I'd work hard. I'd work hard, do good in school, do good in school. And then for some odd reason, I wouldn't get congratulated. And it came to a point in middle school, high school, or I had to get help in school because um, I, I felt like I just wasn't getting the, the, the love or, or attention from, like, the teenage years. But 
it went through. Uh, so wait a second. You had the aptitude, right? So you mm-hmm. could pass the class, but you started to not perform because your dad wasn't congratulating you. Yeah, it came to a point where it's just uh, my mom was always congratulating me. But as a as a as a son, you know, I, I always wanted that father figure to be like, "Let's go, yeah." Let's do some station identification here. Okay, right above my head, as you can see it, it's called Success Leaves Clues. Mm. Success Leaves Clues means that what you want to realize is what he's saying here. If you're a father out there and you're listening, you need to congratulate your kid. You need to congratulate them, not on all the accolades that they have, but who they are. If they, you encourage them, you'll encourage them to continue on in what it is that they're doing. That's incredible, Billy. I mean, that's a bomb that you just dropped for us right there. Talk to us about your mama's love when you were growing up. Uh, f- I'm always going to be fo- forever a mama's boy. You know, uh, she's, 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 she's amazing. She was always there supporting in everything that I had going on. Even if it seemed impossible, she made it seem possible. So I'd still go in and strive. Um, my, my mother's been my greatest uh, blessing of all. What would your mom say to you? Say it in Spanish because your mom speaks Spanish to you. What does your mom say to you over and over again that sometimes you kind of almost get sick of a little bit and you're like, Mom, I've heard it before. What is that thing that she says? Um, an- annoyingly or inspiringly? No, inspiringly. <laughs> well, I mean, because all of us have those things. I'm sure your dad had those sayings that when your dad said them over and over and over again, you're like, yeah, whatever. My dad used to say, breathe, drink, water, pray. Breathe, drink, water, pray. That's what he used to say, and I used to get so annoyed. And then I realized that when you breathe, you take time, and mm-hmm. you could be present where you're at, mm-hmm. right? And you slow everything down. Mm-hmm. When, you, uh, when you drink water, then you can flow. And when mm-hmm. you can flow, then you can engage in what it is that you're doing. And then praying, guys, I mean, I'm telling you, that'll speak life into every single person. It'll encourage people. But I was so mad at it, hearing it over and over and over and over again. Now I base my life off of it. What were some of those things for you with your mom that, that your mom says? Um, it was mainly in the independent side. She'd basically say, Tu naciste para ser alguien grande, so hazlo. You know, you were meant to be someone big, so make it happen. And uh, and I was like, come on. Like, I, at, at times when I was young, I'd be like, I don't want to hear that anymore. I don't want to hear that. But um, at the end, it was in the back of my head at all times that I wanted to be someone big. <laughs> so, Billy, a lot of times people take different views of situations they take uh i I say it's uh, your perspective your perspective determines your perception your vantage point from which you see it is going to change the way that you actually accept it Mm -hmm. some people look at now most people don't oh well people who listen to the show you understand that i'm mexican you've understood you've met my pop before yeah a lot of times people look at being mexican as being a disadvantage you look at it as being an advantage. What advantage did you have because you went to the border and sold gum? Because your dad put you know put you in that in that uh, that situation? Because you were uh, you know you were speaking a different language than everyone else, and your skin was a little browner. What was the advantages of that, and what was the low lying fruit for you as you got into business? The advantage was to be able to connect with people and to see things from a bigger perspective than a smaller thing, you know, to think outside of the box, to actually see how can I reverse this conversation and make it go my way, so. How do you do that? Um, by being of contribution, you know, first it starts, first of all, no one's going to want to hear what anyone has going on unless you're of contribution and and they actually see that. So once you start becoming of contribution to someone and you start collaborating with them, then they actually get to see, wow, this person actually understands what I have going on. Let me actually start giving him my attention and see where it goes from there. And then that's when you start to leverage. That's when you put the pieces all together and just go from there. 
probably one of the craziest things that I saw or listened to when we were in the car. You started to explain to me T-Mobile. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> within the first month, am I correct? In the first yeah. month, you became the top salesperson in all of San Diego when you were only two, 22 years old. Mm -hmm. I mean, you were out of control in this company. Yeah, I okay. got addicted to, okay. so, to so sales. Okay, <laughs> so let's, let's start from the jump. You come in. You, you already know you could sell gum to yeah. people who don't need gum. Yeah. So selling this phone, that ain't nothing. I already killed some lions. I killed some bears. So this little giant in front of me, he's no challenge. Yeah. So take us through that. First day on the job. What do you see? What opportunities do you see? So first thing on the job was um, ex uh, just analyzing the, the competition, you know, um, just analyzing the team and just really getting to know who was a part of the team, getting to know their backgrounds, where they come from, what's their experience, and then getting to know the management's experience and seeing how you know, what, how we can either collaborate or how he, I can either just take over. <laughs> so what are you looking for when you're saying like you're evaluating? What are some of the signs that you're looking for on the team, in the management and around that it helps you to see like there's some opportunity? S some here. of the signs, you know, like um, uh, facial expressions, um, body movement, you know, if they're, if they're, if they're just like laying on the table if they look like they really want to work um just analyzing them just just really reading them and you know just in reality i wouldn't say judging but you know getting to know them and just making a perspective of okay this person's this and this and this so i got to do this and this and this you know where did you get that wisdom and where did you get the permission i mean we're already we're building the story here mm -hmm. um i think that the selling chiclets um <laughs> is <laughs> selling chiclets is probably the, 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 I mean, it's the foundation, right? Yeah. That hard work, that going at it. Where, who gave you the permission to go and succeed and do these things and look at it from a different realm? No one, no one, did anyone give you a manual and say, Billy, this is how you succeed at T-Mobile? At no, it was actually when, uh, you know, what from a young kid, you know, just random drivers would say, hey, try this. Hey, try that. Hey, try this. Okay. So I just put it to work. So once you evaluated the people at T-Mobile, mm -hmm. what action did you put into play? Take us through some of the scenarios so because when you start to break it down, mm -hmm. it was nuts to me to get inside the, in my life, you're one of the best salesmen I've ever uh, seen in my life because you truly connect, you truly you. care. And I've never seen you sell anything to anyone I'm not that they don't need. Yeah. You, you can't sell someone they don't need. You know, it, it, that, that just becomes greed. So, you know, it's just really depending on your niche, depending on your line, depending on your work. Uh, that's how, you know, that's how the cell comes into play at the end of the day. Well, I think of you, uh, and when I said it, I, I wanted to retract the word. I think of you as a talesman. You tell stories. You connect with people. You contribute to everyone. And then they ask you if they can contribute to you <laughs> by <laughs> taking home your product. But take us through that at T-Mobile. Okay, mm -hmm. you got a phone. Everyone yep. gets a phone. Yep. How can you become the number one? I mean, what are some of the techniques that you utilized? So first, you know, so I analyzed everyone that was in, in my sphere of atmosphere. After that, I wanted to analyze the business. Okay, what's, what's, what's the good of the business? What's the bad of the business? What does the business need help on? What, what, what plans do I know? How can I overcome these plans? How can I leverage the plans? How can I downsell the plans? How can I upsell the plans? Um, how can I add accessories to how can I add tablets? Uh, how can I really get everything into motion and make it all into one bundle and then just sell it to each customer back and forth, back and forth? 
And it really came down to commissions really came down to subscriptions like add-ons, you know, like more data on your phone or uh, uh, more high speeds. So I would also or or adding Netflix to your phone or Hulu and, 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 and HBO and all that good stuff. So I would always try to bundle that all together, of course. And, and um, first of all, I'd, I'd look at to see what their plan was. And if they were able to save money, then I'd go on that direction. And, and I just I see from my perspective, OK. My bundle A is this much, and it's this much monthly. My bundle B is this much, this month monthly. My bundle C is this much, this month monthly. And it already had the features, the accessories, the bundle, and ex- uh, a boom box, uh, and, and with the phone put together, all in one, in each bundle. So I would, I, it, it just be, it'd be making the customer feel like they're someone, like they're important, and then really getting to know their story, and then combining both together and make and and leaving, knowing that they left very happy with what they got, even though they didn't need it. They at the end of the day, they wanted it. So you assess your team. Yep. You understand what the business needs, mm-hmm. what the business has, yep. and how you can leverage it. Yep. And then you figure out your customer correct and what they need what their wants are what mm-hmm. their fears are yep and what their where their desires are exactly and then you deliver and then it's when i go in the stuff <laughs> i want you to stop the podcast right now i want you to to go back a little bit we'll rewind it and then i want you to write that down because that is the pattern for success in business <laughs> right the pattern for success in business is come in so uh, like and, and and look at what you have in the room on your team on on, the, on uh, as far as the management, see where the opportunities are, see where the people that maybe aren't on the team, and then look at the business, what does it need, what does it already have, where can you leverage it, and then look at the client and look at the needs of the guest. Billy, you're an absolute genius, man. <laughs> I appreciate so, it. Thanks. Okay, so. Right before before you go to uh, to T-Mobile, mm-hmm. you meet up at 16 years old with somebody who changed your life. Yes. Talk to me about him. Greg Reed. He's uh, he's my mentor. He's been my first mentor, uh, but he's mostly a, a also a father figure, um, father in business. Uh, he's the one that actually tells me no, no, you you ass, you know, do it this way, do it that way, <laughs> and. Uh, and uh, it, he's 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 the person that keeps me on check at all times, at all times, at all times. You're doing good in this, but you need to fix this. You're doing good in this, but you need to fix this. You're doing amazing here, but what about here? So it's 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 the best uh, relationship, uh, mentor mentee relationship that I've that I've had from the from the get go from the beginning. And uh, without him, I, I I wouldn't be where I'm at today. I well, I, I'm looking at you, Billy, I mean, it, honestly, anything you touch is gold, man. And the reason <laughs> why, it's not because it's luck. It's not because, you know, you just happen to be, you know, so ta- you're super talented. But you've put in the work, which I think is, is, I mean, it's out of control to be able to see. I mean, at 24 years old, man, the wisdom that you have in every single person out there. Right now, I want to take a sector and I want to talk to our Mexican listeners. And I want to talk to those uh, that crew out there, because you know, when you're, if you're listening out there and you're Mexican, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you grew up with a family that is so hardworking, nose to the grindstone, put your head down and you go and work. A lot of times we don't know that it's okay to be okay. And we don't know that it's okay to succeed at a high level. Billy, can you talk to that Mexican audience right now? 
Todos, todos tienen un sueño de hacer los que ellos quieran y, y empieza con usted. Aunque una persona diga lo que quiera decir, tú sigue dando todas las ganas que tú pienses que tengas y, y sigue dándole todas las, 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 las correspondencias que, que necesitas hacer. <laughs> to all those young Mexican kids that are growing up where they have a dad who's having them work I mean, work their, uh, you know, nose to the grind. Mm -hmm. They got their nose to the grindstone. They're having to go and work when the other people are playing. Talk to that little kid right now. Um, you know, it can be really hard at times when, when uh, we don't want to listen to our parents, you know. But just just continue to do it and, and do it with a smile. Even if you don't want to, just do it. Uh, once, once you get used to it, after a while, you're really going to notice the difference of, of just um, having a habit and and knowing uh, a labor of work. So talk to us, too, about uh, going to high school, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're in high school, um, do you have the fancy car? Do you have the, no. the flashy clothes? Do you no. get everything you ask for? Do you just ask for something and your parents just throw money at you and you're on top of the world that way? Um, no. And talk to us about that and, and some of the emotions that comes as a young kid growing up with maybe that you don't have the things and the things that you have to have, you have to work for. Yeah, so um, high school time, uh, it was me, my sister, and my mom at the time. And uh, my dad was, uh, my dad wasn't with, my mom in the picture at the um at that time so uh he was doing his thing which is pretty cool uh but it was it was just me my mom and my sister and uh, we lived in a one bedroom so my mom and my sister would share the bedroom and I would stay in the in the living room and so it was it was mainly like that for the four years of of high school which was uh I was it was stressful it was hard but uh just just manage to work and, and, and make uh, make tight ends meet. What are some of the things that people don't understand when you live in a one-bedroom apartment with your sister and your mom? Things that are normal to you and things that are normal in your day-to-day -day and some of the stresses that you have that other people out there that are like, I'm so mad because I didn't get an e-bike because I wanted one. You know what I mean? Or I didn't get the promotion that I want to be able to make, you know, $250,000 where I make $150,000. Or they said, <clears throat> you know, oh, I can't even believe I didn't get that $25,000 bonus this year. What are some of the things that that person doesn't understand and doesn't under, and it's not bad, but doesn't understand about the perspective that you're dealing with as a young kid in a one-bedroom apartment with your mom mm -hmm. and your sister and you're sleeping in the living room? One pers one perspective you said. What what perspective? Like, what are some of the things that you go through, and that you went through that a lot of other people don't understand? Like yeah. that they don't see. And the, when you were talking about the stresses, yeah. what stresses are there? What are what's normal was, in your life at that time? Well, normal was you know um, walking to school. Uh, How far? It, well, um, I think I had to walk more my middle school time than my high school time because high school we uh, we ended up moving closer to the high school, which was like a. 10, 15 minute walk. Okay. But from uh, in middle school, it was about 40, 45 minute walk. 45 minute walk? Yeah. 40, 45 minute walk. What were some of the other things that you dealt with? Uh, 
you know. And you look at them from a positive standpoint, and I completely mm-hmm. understand this. <laughs> but Billy, I want people to understand the scope of this genius that's uh, that's uh, that's on the show right now. Mm-hmm. And you, as a 24 year old, you inspire. I mean, honestly, everyone that's around me. I mean, I, I'm 46 years old. You inspire me every single day. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're ha- you're like half my age. And you do, but it, it's, it has to do with a lot of things that you went through and how you were able to persevere. Yeah. What were some of those things? I mean, how was the food situation? What did it look like as far as money on a day-to-day so basis? We, we, lived on, we lived off of food stamps, um, you know, so uh, my mom wasn't making enough, and uh, my sister wasn't making enough, and I was going to school, and I had to, so we were basically living off of, off of food stamps or sometimes... Um, you know, my my mom would try to put uh, food on the table. You know, or we j- sometimes we just live off of cans, just depending on 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 the situation. Cans? Uh, what do you mean? Like cans of beans? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we would just make ends meet, and um, I never looked at it in a bad way. Um, uh, actually, you know, when I was young, it it, it was hard. You know, but. Now did it cause stress for you during it, that time? It, it did, you know. Um, I, I came to a point in my life where I, I started to pull my actual hair off because of how stressed I was. So, yeah. Talk to us about this too, because I think that this is not something in the brown community. It's not something in the Mexican mm-hmm. community that people talk about. They don't talk about mental health. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about things of because what we're taught as Mexican men is what strong and powerful, and not talk about what. Uh, we can't talk about weakness. Okay. So. So when you were going through that as a young kid, when did the when did the hair pulling start? Uh, middle school. Middle school. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, li- not having enough money, you know, is it was just uh, pretty hard. Um, uh, it came to a point where uh, middle school, I'd go to sc- uh, I'd go to school with just like bald spots in my head, so I'd sometimes have to like shave my head off and. It, it was hard, but um, I'm glad that I went through these times because I, I came out the bigger man. <laughs> how'd you How'd you deal with it? Like, what? I mean, did you just push it down at the time? Uh, yeah, I, I just ignore it. I, I, uh, I, I get my I get made fun of in school, and I just ign- ignore everything about it. So, it it's it's crazy because most people won't talk about it. You know, most people don't talk about those things, Billy. They don't talk about. I mean, there's so many kids out there that are dealing with. I mean, uh, the cutting part or the the pulling out of hair. What message do you want to give to those kids who are going through that, who are in it right now, who are in the seventh, eighth grade, ninth grade, that maybe don't have the clothes that everybody else has, and they're maybe being made fun of because they come to school and maybe their clothes are a little dirty or they don't have enough money or they can't go to this place or that place or they can't get the car at 16 or they're dealing with some physical, uh, you know, physical or mental, uh, you know, challenges, what, what advice or what would you say to those people? If we had a room full of 500 kids that were all struggling with that, which we probably got more of that <laughs> audience right now that, that are listening to you. Yeah. What do you have to say to those kids? Um, you know, don't, don't give up on, on any, everything you got going on, you know, even though life could be hard and, and, and you can get made fun of a lot, just, just stay grounded, you know, um, make sure that you're the bigger, the bigger person and, and that you're not alone at the end of the day, you're not alone. Uh, some people might, you might not be able to talk to a lot of people about the circumstances you have, but, you know, just know that there's a way out, you know, start reading books, get into personal development, get to actually start, um, taking that path to 
uh, make a difference in, in yourself. And, and th- that's where it started for me. Uh, staying more focused uh, was actually another thing. Doing something you really like to do and doing it so much that it, it becomes a focus. And, and that, that's when, um, that's what actually helped me. And I hope it helps others. <laughs> well, how is it th- that you were able to shift the paradigm? Because most of the time when people work as hard as you do and go through what you've gone through, then they just stick their head down and they say, you know what, life is just, I've just got to work hard. I can't enjoy what I do. Um, I've just got to make ends meet and I got to keep pushing through. This is where a lot of people, I mean, I know my dad, my dad was able to get out, mm-hmm. right? And he was able to get out of that cycle. How were you able to break the cycle, Billy? Um, because if, if you were to say the story, uh, you see this, this movie, which this, this story should be a movie and the, the opening credits be this little kid at three years old, getting pushed out of a car with a pack of gum. And then to be able to go through the challenges, the, the pulling out the hair, the, you know, the stresses that you went through in your life. And then to becoming the number one salesman with T-Mobile, uh, after only one month and then get to a point where they wanted to promote you, but you said, nah, I'm good. I'm going on to bigger, better things. Now to you sell some products that are over a hundred thousand dollars in one clip, like one time you went from chiclets to selling a hundred thousand dollar product in one time. You're laughing because I'm telling the truth. Yeah, it's a fact. Right? It, re- it really is. So how were you able to get out, man? Um, I had a lot of doubt. You know, I had a lot of friends back at the time. Um, well, I thought they were friends at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they would just tell me, no, nah, you can't do it. You can't do this. And, and you know, sometimes they dis- they they'd interrupt the class and be like, Billy, what do you think? You want to do this and this and this? So they just put, like, put me in the spot. So they put you on blast because you were trying to get out. Yeah, because I, tr- I was like, yo, like, I, I, I think I can do this. Or I think I can do that. Or what do you, I, I, I like this. And then, you know, I, I was just that type of, that type of guy. And, uh. They they make fun of me. They feel like, oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. Well, how can you do this? Or, you're not even skilled, or you're not even that popular in school. Like, how can you do that? Or yeah, it was it was just a lot. And I was just like, you know what? F that. I after high school, I was just like, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do, and, and I'm gonna do it by myself. What was the cr- first crazy idea that you had that you were like, I think I could do this. Like, I sold some gum. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I can sell some gum to some people who don't need it. And if they say no, I'm going to sell it to the kids in the back seat. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to guilt them, right? You what? talked about guilting, right? That was awesome. So what was that first thing that you said, like, I'm going to try this out? Like, what was it? It was, that um, was. That sounded crazy to you at the time. What sounded crazy was, uh, you know, wanting to become an artist. I was like, oh, if I can do, if I was able to do this, I, I think I can pull this off. You know, it, I think what age was that? I think I was like 15. 15 years old. You say yeah. you want to be an artist. What kind of artist? I want to be a rapper at the you time. You want to be a rapper? Yeah. What was going to be your name? Uh, Billy the Kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, did you did you work on your rhymes? Uh, yeah, but they suck. Okay, let's get one. Let's get one right now. No, Come on, man. Give, give me a little Give me a little taste of Billy the Kid. Ah, it was Come horrible. on, man. You, would, you still know your rap, though, because we all have our rap. Because I, I think every every dude out there that's listening, ladies, you probably don't have your own rap. But Billy's laughing right now because he has a rap in his head that he knows and he could he could do it. So I, give I, it. I truly don't. Though. Yeah, you do. I, I you know at least one. I I, I I I was like, you know what? This is never gonna make it. I got. You didn't to, have I got one rap. Over it. Well, you, I, didn't, you didn't have one rap. You didn't have one that you could remember. No, they were too embarrassing. Yeah, you remember it. No, I don't. 
Yes, you do. I, I truly don't. Um, it was something. Were you going to rap in Spanish and in English? Were you going to be yeah, like the next was, Kid it was, Frost? It, it was going to be like some Spanglish type of music, but it didn't make sense at the time. What kind of stories were you telling? Were you telling like the real stories or were you like, no. yo, I'm driving up in a Bentley and I'm da, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, uh, yeah. What like, were you talking about? What was your subject was matter? Like, Billy the Kid. It was just like girls and school and just what was the Trump trending <laughs> thing of what to <laughs> What rap was, I was like, I think I could do this, too. And I was like, no. After a couple of, like, recordings, I was like, no, nah, this is not So you here. actually got to the recording studio? Yeah, but it, was, it wasn't too long. It, it was, like, less than a minute. They were actually less than 30 seconds. And then I was just give like, us a 30 second, man. We're waiting. The, the, the audience is like, yes, Billy. That's, that's Billy not, the kid. He's coming my, out. That's not my brand anymore. That's not your brand. Like, I understand, man. I can't wait. A secret knock, we're going to have you rapping. We're hey, gonna have you. <laughs> I was up there with Coolio last time, man. I was like, man, I grew up listening to music. It was <laughs> okay, talk to me about the second now. You 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 had that dream being a rapper. Yeah. Okay. And Billy the Kid, at some point we're gonna get I'm gonna do we're gonna you know what we're gonna do out there for everyone listening? We're gonna get some bonus material. And that bonus material is gonna be Billy rapping. <laughs> we're gonna do a little vi music video. We'll break out the Impala. Everyone knows about the Impala. We'll break that out. We'll we'll have Billy in some in some boots and a bolo tie. Let's go. And <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's the what's the second one? What's uh, the second one? He's thinking of his rap right now. Uh, what's the second one, Billy? That you said, "Hey, I got this dream," and then you started to see it, like, because I mean, you made it to the studio. That's a dream. That's a yeah, big thing. Yeah. But what was the second one that you said, like, because I I. I got in the studio. Now I can do this. Uh, personal development. Personal development. What was the first aspect of first personal development? Like uh, being a speaker on stage. Okay, so you said, "Hey, I want to be a speaker on stage." I want to. I want to actually speak on stage. Okay. I, I think I have a message. I think uh, from what I've gone through, I think uh, people can actually relate, and and I think I can help others uh, uh, get out of the hole that I was also in. We're gonna call the shot. I've already called the shot to you. <laughs> Spanish secret knock. Yes. Spanish secret knock. Everyone out there that's listening, uh, you know, down in Mexico or uh, that has Mexican relatives, um, imagine having a personal development conference, a networking conference that's one of the best in the world, and to be able to cater it towards Spanish speaking. I think that'd be amazing. I think we haven't really, I th we've tapped in, but I don't think we've actually tapped, tapped in the, in, in Mexico. I think it'd be great to, to, to host a secret arc. So what do you think that Mexican people a lot of times need to hear, but don't get to hear enough? They need to hear more influence, you know, um, just what's been really going out there. You know, there's a lot of fraud, a lot of, a lot of people aren't, their their mindsets aren't there. Their their mindsets aren't where they have to be. And uh, sometimes what they think is good is is it's not good at all. And so I think that needs to change. I think uh, personal development it will actually be a, an amazing situation to bring to Mexico, in in a good perspective. You know, uh, actual good business owners coming in and saying, hey, there's actually a way. So, talk to us about some pinch me moments. You go from a kid selling chiclets. I mean, and some of the people listening are like, I remember Billy. He tried that on me. Guilted my dad into buying me some gum in the back seat. Yeah. So you started there. 
Talk to us about some pinch me moments. You said one of them, that you were on stage with Coolio rapping. I saw you. I was there. Talk to us about some of the people that you meet and now you're around that are just commonplace, that if we would have told little Billy that was getting out at the border selling Snickers, he would have freaked out and flipped his lid. Yeah, I would have. I would have been like, no way, <laughs> if uh, from a young age. But now it's 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 a, it's my normal life, you know. Uh, we look for the most greatest and most influential people to to be able to host uh, events with and and collaborate with, you know, because it starts with collaborating and community. If you can be collaborative in that community and be of contribution, anything can go your way. So, talk to us about some of those things. I mean, who are some? Who are the some of the people that you've got a chance to be around? I remember being at Secret Knock, and I sat down. and You're so gracious; it's it's amazing because I get to play pool with you. We play bocce, uh, bocce ball, which and you guys beat me in frisbee tennis all the time. We play games. We hang out. And then I go to Secret Knock. I'm sitting at the table, and I see a guy with a beard. He says hello. I say hello. We're talking. We're chatting about my kids and his kids and back and forth and all this stuff. And then he's like, can you excuse me for one second? And he puts on a microphone, and he's like, I'm the next keynote speaker. He walks up. And he was the founder of Priceline.com. <laughs> and I had no idea who this dude was because no one wears name tags, whatever it is. Can you help people to understand, understand the scope of the people that you're around now? And it's not about what these people do do but you only allow people in your tribe that fit in that realm that are giving contribution and i've seen i've seen where a person tries to take advantage and they don't get to be around anymore yeah. but talk to us about some of the people that are in the circle that you're seeing that as normal to you but not normal to everybody else that's listening you know they're 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 successful business owners and sometimes they they want to be able to help others and you know we we build this community to to make everyone you know, everyone's the same, you know, everyone knows more than others, but in reality, we're all humans, we're all the same humans, so we, uh, secret knock, it's in reality of, you don't know where it's going to be, you don't know who's going to be there, but when you get there, you can actually connect with everyone in the room, it's not like these other uh, mastermind and, and events where you go in, if you buy a general ticket, you can't meet the VIP people, because what we do is just we sell one ticket and one ticket only to be able to meet everyone and anyone. Who are some who are some of those people? I mean, you're super humble about this, but I mean, who are some of the people? Some of the people we've had is like Tonino Lamborghini, uh, of course you. Um, you know, we've had Carol Baskin just showed up um <laughs> and that was amazing. <laughs> she we actually I actually did a crypto panel with her, which was pretty cool. Uh, we had uh, Carl Kanai streetwear, like legend streetwear brand. Uh, we also had uh, Larry Namer. Larry Namer, founder Who, of Eat Network. Eat who's Network Larry Namer? Larry Namer is the founder of E Network Entertainment. And what story is he telling? He, uh, he, well, he's the one that actually started the the E Network Entertainment and started that brand and actually found the Kardashians. <laughs> and these are people that you're just around now. Billy, you're around the Lee Steinbergs of the world. You're around the Roland Frasers of the world. And I just saw Lee Steinberg yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who don't know Lee Steinberg, he's Patrick Mahomes' agent. He was the guy of the inspiration for uh, uh, Jerry Maguire. So you're constantly moving, mm -hmm. and you're constantly growing. And uh, I remember there was a time where we were at a place, and you said that you had a goal. Yes. You had a goal, and that goal was $400,000 in sales. Yes. At the time, I think you were about 50000 in. Yep. We, we prayed. Yes. And I told you, man, 
It's already done. It's already done, man. And then we prayed. And then what happened? I hit the goal. I hit the goal at, at the event uh, on the second day. $400,000 in sales in how long? Uh, two days. Two to three days. Okay. You say two that days. like that's that's what you should be doing. Yeah, I mean, Isn't it crazy? I mean, do you sit back sometimes and are like, oh, my God. Like, how much was the most you ever sold at the border in gum? I thought two hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars was a lot. Two hundred. You sold two hundred and fifty dollars in gum. Well, the last time I actually went, you know, I was like, if this is the last time I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna buy like ten packs of gum right here, and I'm gonna sell them all at a dollar. And if 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 I still got some energy, I'll buy ten more. And then it went just went from there. Uh, Have you ever gone back and done it again? No, not at all. I have not. I haven't. Would you be willing to try? I would. Actually. How much do you think you could sell? Uh, maybe what I've done before. I, I too. Oh, come I on, man. I, just, I mean, this is Billy. This yeah. is this is big boy Billy now. This ain't little boy Billy. Imagine if I'd probably sell. I'd, I'd probably go ham. I'd probably go. I'd probably get some of the some of the sculptures they make and and, and put some gum on it and, and well not gum on it but I'd sell it like in a bundle. You know. Well, if you buy this, what about? I, I'd Do you have go. to have a license? Um, you know. I, some some people did. If 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 you had a spot right there, you did. Or but if you had one of the cards, that's mainly why people had cards because they they couldn't afford licenses. Okay, what if Billy? What if we set up an event where people donated some money to be able to get it going? Okay. And gave you the five thousand dollars or whatever it was. Okay. And said, Billy, we need you to go down, and we're gonna take five, six, seven people down. Okay. To Mexico. Okay. We're gonna buy the gum. Yes. And then all of the proceeds are going to go to whatever charity you want it to go to. Yes. And imagine if that was the mastermind. Imagine if you got the opportunity to be able to put in. But if you put in, you got to go with Billy. You got to go through the training and you got to sell gum from from car to car. What do you think this would do for people? This would actually start a trend. It's it start a persona. Um, I think uh, people from the border would actually see uh the movement instead of the 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 kid just trying to make money, you know, or or just in general because that's what they think. Oh, oh, this kid just wants to make money, or 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 he he uh, he doesn't have any money, so he's just trying to sell anything and everything. But I think it'd be a, it'd be a great movement just to just to actually. St- I th- I think that'd be great. I mean, so it'd be a different mindset, a different shift in the mind for sure. You're always shifting. You're always shifting, looking at new things. You're a crypto guy. Yes. Okay. You light up when I say crypto. Crypto is the new chiclet. It really is. <laughs> that is the new chiclet. What do you wish people knew about crypto? I wish people knew about crypto in, well, I found out about crypto in 2015 from okay. one of my friends. Didn't take action. I took action in 2018 I, when I first started to take action um, because of the, a couple of people that I knew from LA that they um, helped me figure a little bit of crypto they didn't give me the whole spec this whole scheme but they told me a little bit and from there i was able to find uh, research and information and and go from there but uh yeah i I knew about ethereum i knew about what the exponential growth was and uh, at the time uh bitcoin was pretty low but i i never took advantage on bitcoin i just took advantage on ethereum i saw it since it was a lower market i was just like okay i can actually get more out of this so I'll, i'll just go through this way and my cousin told me about it. He's like, hey, dude, it's on Coinbase. It's on Coinbase. I was like, well, what's Coinbase? And 
He's like, well, it's an app where you can actually invest and get into coins and, 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 and start investing. It was like, well, what I'm going to, you know, I, I tried stocks, but I, I, I lost money. I, I don't think this is going to make me money. And he's like, well, just, just, just put a hundred dollars and just, 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 just see what it goes. So I just put a hundred dollars and, 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 and let it, and just let it, just, just sat it there for, for about a year and a half. And I looked back and it was at a thousand. I was like, wait a second, what's going on here? And then, so, and that's when I just hit the spark of, okay, this actually has potential growth. And, and, uh, if I actually go hard, I either lose big or I go home big, but it just from there, just depending on how it goes. And from there, um, I was able to know about the charts and just alternative coins. And then that's just how the metaverse got into play and, uh, told my mentor, Hey, let's start a metaverse mastermind. I think I can actually teach people how to start portfolios and actually really get the introduction on cryptocurrency. And, uh, we, we took action on it and then and a couple of people became testimonials, which is pretty cool. So you actually created a mastermind for teaching people how to be able to do the crypto crypto. Correct. Okay. But let's get this on scape scope. Mm-hmm. For the listeners out there, because I want you and, and we appreciate every single one of you, every single one of you out there that has headphones on or that you're listening to this, the Wayne Freemans of the world. I love you. Um, you are absolutely phenomenal. You've been there since the absolute beginning. And I want to tell you, I love you. Um, help me with this because you sold chiclets. Yes. At the border. Yes. For how much? A dollar each. Okay. Crypto mastermind. Yes. How much it cost? Uh, seventy five hundred. Okay. <laughs> so you went from selling a dollar item to selling a seventy five. Is there any difference in selling the two? There's no difference at all. It's just the confidence of the person and and and, and the asset behind behind it. Making sure you have a high utility. If if, if it's something for seventy five hundred, make sure you know your your knowledge and, and make sure you're you're taking wisable action to 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 make that happen. But, but it, it, it's no difference at all. Well, I think it's amazing, too, because every person, like you got the testimonials. I know the people. <laughs> I know all these people. And every one of them has got a phenomenal return and has been able to have the knowledge to be able to go forward. So it's not just about, oh, you just get it today. But this is education that you're giving. You're passing it on. Why is it so important that you pass this on? Because most of the time... And I'll, I'll say this, like in any type of brown community, whether mm-hmm. it be a, a Mexican uh, community or any type of brown that you have in your skin, a lot of times it's the crab in the bucket situation. As a person starts to scra- claw their way out, what happens? Everybody grabs them and says, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. You can't do that. You yep. can't do that, right? Yep, yep. Why? Uh, what makes you different? Why do you want, why is it so important for you to go out and tell people and help people to do it when you could just keep it all for yourself? Because then I'd be ignorant if I was just to keep it to myself. There's so many people out there that are really going through it. And, um, you know, people are seeking answers and there's really no answers to really be to, to respond to. And so uh, I want to be that voice to tell people, you know, no matter if you got anxiety or or if, you're, if you have a disability, um, you know, you can still make it out here alive and, 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 and be that person that you want to be. Billy, do you, you said it like when you said the anxiety or whether it be depression or things like that, is it something that you're out of? Have you just, I mean, did you just leave it behind or you still struggle with it today? Uh, I still struggle today. You know, I, 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 
Hold on, hold on. A dude who can sell a product for $7,500. This, the reason why I say this is because a lot of times people think, oh, when I get to this point and I could sell $400,000, then everything's going to be okay. That's there's not no the case. There's Am no I correct? Difference. Yeah, there's no difference. It's just, it, it, so what do you do? So you say that you still deal with some of those things today. I, I still deal with them. I'm, I'm, st- I'm human. You know, I'm, you know, people see me as this perfect person, which I was like, thanks. You know, I, I try my best, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm human. And, and I, you know, it's, it's, it's a battle. It's an everyday battle. And if you can win that battle, you become stronger. And, and that's how I'm really taking it. So uh, talk to us about attitude, because I think a lot of times people say this, they, they write off people like you. Well, Billy, if I had a great situation, if I was 24 and I was selling $400,000 in stuff uh, a, a week, then everything would be fine. Or if I did this, then, or if I had all the things that you have, talk to us about attitude. Is it something that you went to the store and bought, or is it something you have to work at every single day? It's something you have to work at every single day. You know, it's, it, 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 you start small and go big. Or if, if you have that big idea that you know that could take off, then, then make it happen. But for me, I started small. I, I, I looked at my big reality and said, what, what's my skill set? Oh, okay, I have no skill set. Let me make a skill set. Okay, what can I sell? What do people like? Uh, how can I be of supply and demand and, and just be, be, be of contribution to others? And that's how I really just got my, my feet wet. And, and I noticed that that was my niche and, and, and how I was able to help others. And from there, people started to open up. I started to get to know more about business. I started to get to know more about people. Uh, and, and it just grew from there. And uh, Secretnog became a big, a big portion of my life. Uh, when I say being of contribution, the way I got into it was I, be, I was a volunteer. I was in the volunteer team. I was in the back end. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't the vice president. I didn't start off as the vice president. I, I worked my way up there. Um, I was the one that set up the chairs, that set up the food, that set up the waters, making sure. How, mu- the how much did you get paid for doing that? I didn't get paid at all. For uh, how long? For four years. For four years, I went through through a lot of events, uh, making sure that I was the guy that they can look up to and be a backbone. That was my whole thing: how to be a backbone, being the backbone, being the backbone, being the backbone. You know, um, of course, I wanted to get paid, but I didn't really. F- focus on it at the time because I wanted to build the commitment and I wanted to build the relationship with, with, uh, with, uh, the people, with the people I wanted to be surrounded by. What do you wish people knew about business? Um, it, it, it could either be a rocky hill or it could be a, a, a fun, a fun hill, uh, rather whether you, how you take it, you know, cause, uh, there's a lot of interesting people and there's a lot of, there's a lot of good people just, you know, just, just knowing uh, your audience. What do you wish that people knew about this crypto? And, you know, because it's, it's controversial. There's, there's the side that says, I'm not going towards that. That's mm-hmm. silly, whatever it is. What do you wish that people knew? Like if you could just, you know, you had them in front of you and you said, you know, not trying to get them to buy anything because that's not the thing. Mm-hmm. But what do you wish that they knew? I wish they knew what actually uh, exponential growth uh, crypto really has on the world. You know, um, everything's going electrical, uh, everything's going digital. And, you know, I believe crypto is the new stock uh, from what I'm really seeing it. And uh, if you really just look at it 10 years ago, Bitcoin was just, uh, what, $10? And now it's rising in the 40K area, Mark. So it's just it's just really interesting to... To put it all in perspective, when people say, 
oh, but what do you think about this? Or what? where's the exponential growth? Well, we just show them the timeline. Well, look at Bitcoin just 10 years ago. Look, look at it is now, you know. Now we have the metaverse. It's in the same movement. Look at it in the next 10 years. You can be something if you really want to. Being around you and Greg, it's, it's, it's this different perspective because it's like you guys do exactly what you love and just people happen to pay you for it. Yeah. <laughs> Can you talk to us? About, because most people haven't broken that part of it. They're like, no, work is, has to be negative. I have to hate my work mm-hmm. and then I'll get something that I like. So I'll hate what I'm doing for mm-hmm. long enough till I get to a point <laughs> where I'll get something that I absolutely love, which when I say that and I, every listener out there, I want you to say that out loud. It sounds like the dumbest thing in the world, but it's what we've been taught and what we've been sold over the years. You have a different perspective on this, Billy. Help us and help the listeners to understand it. Well, it just it just starts with it just starts with your inner you, you know. I it just really does. <laughs> what gives you the permission to I mean you you're doing things that you love. Like Yeah, well it, well, you know, I'll quote I'll quote actually my chapter from Station 42. Um so it's it's the way we play the way we play games is the way we play life. The way we do one thing is the way we do another. It just really de- it's just the way I've I've lived my life towards that. I remember when I first met Greg, that was the first thing he told me because I told him, "Why do you play so many games?" And he he said, "You know, the way we play games is the way we play life." And then that automatically clicked in my head. The way you do one thing is the way you do another. And that's what really helped me strive to do better in sports and help me strive to do better in business and, and just to uh, be a good character and be a, being a good person. Speaking about sports, who beats you and Greg in football all the time when they play against you? You. <laughs> <laughs> and who else? Who's my receiver? Maddox. Yes. Man, that kid. That he kid. He's amazing. He's, he's special, man. He's amazing. I throw some great bombers, and I'm like, wow, I throw that. He caught that. He's He is a wonderful kid. You it's, get a chance. It's, it's, it's amazing to see the type of – character you're molding into him it's 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 inspiring to really see well you get a chance to be around him like very few like your uncle billy and uh you get a chance to see him what are some of the things that you see in maddox that um you know uh, that that make you say or make you feel that way about him he's a tough kid he's really tough and uh he he knows how to he he's a very sweet boy and and i think that's what really um helps him connect with others because they see his toughness when it comes to sports and then they see his loveliness of of well-balanced and and an outgoing kid billy would you be willing to take colt and maddox down to the border i would i would actually have them buy gum and have them sell it i actually would i think that i i would actually love to do that i think that actually would build character into them and just knowing um you know uh, Colt's been a lot to Mexico. I know Maddox has been a lot to Mexico, so they can, they see already how how life and perspective is. But it, it'd be really cool just to, you know, um, just get to get to experience that. I think I think they'd be pretty cool. If we got a chance to be able to have your pop in the room right now, right, and he's sitting across the table from you, there were some hard times. There were some tough times. There were some things, but he gave you probably the greatest tools that you could ever experience in your entire life oh yeah and he gave you a foundation if he was sitting across the table from you right now what would you say to your pop thanks for uh uh 
Thanks for giving me the hard way to let me become a man. What is he not here enough from you? Uh, I love you. What about your mama? Um, thank you for always having my back and my support and uh, helping me uh, make my dream a uh, reality. With your mom, talk to us about a time. Maybe she didn't say the thing, but you saw her do something that you realized. I mean, this was probably the most inspiring thing that I've seen. Having her work graveyard shifts. I, as a kid, I'd, I would hate to see my mom work so late. I would want to have my mom with me at all times. Was there a time, was there a day where when you came home, maybe you saw her tired or whatever it was? Give us a specific on it. Yeah, just like her back hurting or uh, her hair falling off or from from the stress or, um, yeah, uh, just coming home re- really late. That it was that I think that was hit a home run. I was like, dang, she's she's doing a lot for me to to make sure that, that I become something or someone in this life. So, with both your parents, what is something that they never have heard from you? Um, I'm really open minded with them, so I think they've heard everything that that I have had to tell them. All, I want to do it again, but I, I like all the little Mexican kids out there. And not only the Mexican kids, but the kids who maybe don't have that much. Mm-hmm. The parents who are struggling, the yep. single parents out there yep. that are struggling. Maybe they don't have eno- as much money or they're, they're struggling financially, or maybe the fathers, the single fathers out there that are struggling. What do you say to them? Keep going. Um, if, if, if you're, if you, if you feel like you need to change, make the change, even if the change is hard, make the change, you know, uh, see, see, see what you're good at, see what, what you need help with and and go get the help you need at times. Sometimes it's just, it's just needing a friend that can actually guide you or having that mentor that could actually help you. Or if you know the way, you know, you know what you actually really need to do, then just hone into it. Um, you know, just, uh, everyone has a skill set. Everyone was everyone was born to, to, to live something and, and make something a reality. So um, just continue to do what you, what you need to do. Continue to be a good person. Um, don't, let, don't let your emotions and, and don't let your character define uh, your workspace or, or, or who people tend to judge you or define you because at the end of the day, you truly know who you are. Tell the people in Spanish... That secret knock is coming to Mexico. Vamos a tener uh, un evento especial en, en México. Lo vamos a planear bien, pero sería muy espectacular para tener un evento en, en México y tener unas personas que, que puedan uh, visitar y puedan uh, conocer para, para cambiarles las vidas en, en un tiempo on, donde pueden um, hacer cosas que, que nunca pensaron. As you go through your life, yes. right, you have met different people who have changed your life. Yes. We both know because of our mentors, who a, a lot of them we share, that it's the people that you meet, the books that you read, that's going to make you different in the next five years. Yes. Talk to those people out there that think they're stuck. And they think, well, that's easy for you, Billy, because now you're around. I mean, you, you're so humble, you wouldn't even name some of them. 
But to be around some of the people that you're around, I mean, when you tell a Lee Steinberg, wow, I've got an idea about X, he says, congratulations, that's awesome. Let me check in on uh, you with it next week and see if you've done it because he's already been there. Yeah. If you say, I want to be a best-selling author, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that got, you that you are. In the building. No, 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 I'm, I'm saying best, that you are. I'm a best, yeah, I'm, a, I'm actually a, a co-author, best-selling author. I, one of my favorite mentors uh, when, when, I was, uh, when I first met Greg was uh, Brian Smith. When he was, when I asked Greg, I was like, "Hey, who, who's who's this guy?" And he's like, "Oh, that's that's a founder of Ugg Boots, Brian Smith." And I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> all the chicks like his brand." Yes, <laughs> so I was like, yes. "This is the guy right here." It was, so it's 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 pretty cool how how I've been able to connect with a lot of like minded influencers and and just been able to uh, be of contribution and and and. You know, even though I'm I'm young, you know, it's just it's not about the age, but it's really what you have up in here and, and how you can really leverage it and and, and, and use it for the good. Um, and and one thing that uh, we I actually have working on right now with uh with uh, these great entrepreneurs and influencers is called the Mastermind Group. A lot of people have been talking about NFTs and trends. Uh, one thing that we actually have working on right now is called the Mastermind Group NFT. It's actually more of a utility. And some of the people that actually joined is Carol Baskin, Larry Namer. And we got some, some great celebrities coming in. We have Jay Brewer from Jay Prehistoric uh, from IG. Uh, we, you know, we want to build a community. We want to build a community where people can actually get heard of. And, and, and if you have a great business module and you want to get to hear it, this is the place where you actually get to throw it out there and people get to actually um, give you good advice and, and mentorship at right there and then uh, each monthly Zoom call. The best way to actually get more information is to either contact me at Billy at Greg Reed or um, get more information at themastermindgroup.com. Well, and, and it's amazing because people talk about NFTs, but when you were talking about it, this NFT, for all of you guys who have heard it and don't understand it and you think, what is this thing? What it is, is it's basically a digital contract and you buy this NFT and you get access to some of the greatest people in the world. And it's your ticket, like just like buying a ticket. And I can tell you this, all the tickets that are coming to all the concerts that you're going to go to are all going to be NFTs anyway. Yes. And this NFT, this mastermind NFT there's a limited amount of founders. There's 33 of them, I believe. I believe Correct. five of them are already taken. We actually, 10 of them are already Ten of, taken. Okay, so, so there's only 23 left in the founders part. But what this, what these things do, guys, is get you involved and around people like a Billy. Imagine what it could do in your life if you're around the, the creator, the founder of the E-Entertainment Network. What kind of conversations would you be having? Yeah. But how can... Now... now there's that, right? There's mm -hmm. the NFT part of it. But Correct. talk to the audience out there that's saying, I live in San Ysidro. Mm -hmm. I live in New Mexico. Yep. I live in small town USA. Billy, this sounds great, but I don't have access to people. How can I go and do that? What would be an actionable item to go and find someone who could maybe be a mentor to you? Um start start buying being of, of contribution um one good thing why we made this mastermind group was for people uh, that are just starting off in business or have a business of uh, finance but just don't know which way to go this is the best way to actually connect with like-minded entrepreneur elite entrepreneurs that actually know the way of the business you're looking for so it's the complete shortcut to the to actually take it's 1.5 ETH you know, it's 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 five grand, but it's the best five grand that you could ever get invested into. Um, you know, uh, 
it's 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 something that could actually really change your mind and, and change your life as well because one of the events that really changed me was Secret Knock. You know, from being a volunteer and being the backbone to making sure that the whole event was running to being the vice president to to fill to then now filling up the rooms and making sure you're still being of contribution. You know, there 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 tasks that that um that you need to make sure that you can stick at all times and. And that was the way I was able to get in. But for people that have, you know, that are just starting off, that 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 live in small towns that really don't know where they need to go, the best way would to be is to mastermind, you know, a, a virtual mastermind to be able to connect with these guys and see how you can be of contribution. Hey, I, I might not live in the same state, but if, if I can get some digital marketing or, or getting to do some digital work for you, you know, does it does it give me an opportunity to continue this leverage and this friendship and, and just go from there? Well, what about what about the people that I mean? Because you didn't go from gum mm-hmm. to <laughs> you, you didn't go to from gum to mastermind NFT. What would be the first step from the gum? Say the people are at the gum. They're at the border right now. They're selling the gum for a dollar, right? Where would be a place that you would look at where they could look at in their own community? Because I think a lot of times, you know, people are overlooked in their community. I mean. I, I, what I what I've found is small business owners. A lot of times, you could go to a small business owner if you don't own a business. Go to a small business owner and ask them, "Can I spend 15, 20 minutes with you?" Yeah, I'm willing to pay for that. Yes, you know, offer them a hundred dollars, offer them two hundred. They won't even take it. They'll do it complimentary if you'll simply listen to them, and you'll take action on it. Yes, but Billy, where would you say like those kids? Let's take it back to let's take it back to the border, man. You got those kids, and they're saying, Billy. I have the skill set. Like I can hear no all the time. I know how to sell. I can do these things. Where can I start? Where where can be my first step to be able to put myself around different people who have a different mindset? Um, st- it starts by to uh, you know who's who's who are you really looking up to and how can you contact them? How can how can you really put yourself out there to the point where they actually pay attention to you? What would be a, th- a thing now? Because it's it's so simple to you. If you want to get involved, or you want to get a hold of the Larry Namers of the world. You're like, if you don't know him, you send out an email, or you call, or you find him on. It's, give us a few little hacks that a person could find someone and get in touch with them. Especially in t- it, today's society, is a lot easier than the yellow pages back in the day. Oh yeah. So uh, one one thing that I mainly use is LinkedIn. Uh, you know, just add them on, add them on there, and say, "Hey, you know, uh, just tell them exactly uh, what you do and and exactly what what they want to hear." You know, exactly. Just if I was them, I, if I was to add them and say, "Hey, you know, uh, I I love the work. I love the way you work. Uh, I love exactly what you have going on. I see your new project. You know, this is what I'm getting myself involved in." Uh, I, I'd be willing to do this for free if you just let me be in part of the room and, and just see, if just, you know, just once you get, if, if they give you that opportunity to then just work it. You know, the way I, I, I was able to work it with Greg was um, I, I really looked up to Greg and Greg was the only person that I really wanted to be with. And so what I did was uh, I wanted to be a part of him. And so he said the only way to be a part is by being a volunteer and, 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 and making sure that the event is running. And I said, done. You know, let's uh, let's let's make it happen. And at the time, it, it was me and my cousin. My cousin, I I, I truly, uh, uh, I he was a, he was a blessing because he he was the one that made the introduction for me at sixteen. So uh, it, it was it was a it was a blessing and it was a it was a curve that I that I uh, had at the an, an opportunity at the time, and so I took it. 
Billy, it, it's so amazing to be able to see what uh, what you've been able to accomplish. I mean, to be able to go from, again, I, I can't emphasize it enough, to be able to go from where you were to where you are now at 24, I can't imagine where you're going to be at 30, right? And so what's that next big thing that you're looking at and saying that 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 scares you? What's that big thing that kind of scares you and you're like, I don't know, but I want to go try it? I, what uh, is that right now? I, I want to speak in more stages. I, I wanna I wanna be uh, I wanna be out there more. Um, I've been you know the back end guy taking care of sales, make, taking care of other people, taking care of mainly what's around in the room. But now I wanna I wanna be out there more. I wanna I want people to really hear uh, what I have to, if I have going on, you know. And if and if if it inspires them, then that's great. And if I can help them, that'd be amazing. So. Well, I think that every single thing, man. I could tell you this: that every single thing that you put your mind to is going to come into fruition. Um, the good thing is, you know, that just because you can do it, it doesn't make it your purpose. <laughs> and I love the fact that you're in line with that, man. I mean, your heart is something that inspires every single person that, that's around. If you get a chance and an opportunity to be able to go to secret knock or prosperity camp or get involved with the mastermind group, NFT, um, these Pro- are probably, I tell you, Billy, I mean, I tell you, probably the favorite thing that you're going to have is not only the networking with the people, but also I, I would say the favorite thing that you're going to have is that you're going to get a chance to meet Billy. You're going to be around him and you're going to see that all the things that I'm saying about him is absolutely 100% true. We are not gassing this dude up. This dude is the real deal. Thank what were you about to say, man? Thank you so much. It's just, you know, uh, from all the events I've gone to, and, you know, it's not just to gas it up just because it's my event, but this is the event to be in. You know, it's how are you going to get in a room with Lamborghini? You know, how are you going to get a room with with founder of E? How are you going to get a room with uh, uh, Carol Baskin? How are you going to get a room with Coolio? How are you going to get a room with Carl Kanai? How are you going to get a room with uh, with Al, uh, Alex Stern to, you know, to... Uh, it's just so many people. It's just so many. Jeff so Hoffman. Many, Jeff, Jeff Hoffman. Uh, Jeffrey Hazlett. To, 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 to Greg Reed himself. He used to work for the Napoleon Hill Foundation. It's just. To, it's to the people in the audience, like a Dean Park, to a Chris Noggle. I mean, the people, guys, and I say this because I've been to the event. Like, I've been to the event. I'm an I'm a, I'm a evangelist of it. Um, it is absolutely, I mean, unbelievable. But the biggest part is to find Billy. And when you find Billy, Billy's going to look you in your eyes. He's going to be there present with you. And he's going to make sure when he's saying being of contribution, that's what the guy does. He makes sure that you have every single thing else that you need. And guess what you want to do? You just want to be around him more and more. And that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast, man. Thank you so much. I so really appreciate it. I, I created the podcast because my kids. You know Maddox. Yes. You have met McKenna. Yes. Maddox is 10. Yes. Absolute superhero. You know McKenna, she's an artist. She's, I mean, she's a writer. Uh, she's an actress. Um, the girl is, I mean, just a lover of, of life. I made the podcast because I wanted to take iconic people like yourself, and I wanted to show my kids that the Billy Seordias of the world are not superheroes, that you're a normal guy, actually not that normal, that started <laughs> off at the border, Selling chiclets for a dollar, and now you're selling over $400,000 in sales in a weekend. Yes. But that is not possible without that type of attitude that you have. Yes. What advice would you give 
to Maddox and McKenna. If you could use both their names, it would be amazing. McKenna and Maddox, I've met both of you. You guys are amazing people. You guys are amazing kids for your family and, and to your parents. And the best thing I'd say is to continue doing what you love to do, no matter what anyone tells you, if it's right, if it's wrong, but if it's something that you really want to pursue, just put put your heart into it and, and, and let people actually be known that that's what you really want to do and, 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 and speak about it because that's the only way it's actually going to get out there. And you guys are amazing, and I think that's what's what's really going to help you guys. And I, I see great things going your guys' way, so I, I, I'm really excited to see uh, both of your career paths take off. We're going to do that. I've never done this before. But we're going to do this because this guy never wants to hear anything about himself because he's always contributing to everyone else in the world. Can you look at the screen and tell Greg Reed what he means to you? Greg Reed, thank you so much for being a father figure. Thank you for actually being the mentor of mentors and and teaching everyone from what's right to what's wrong, even if they don't want to hear it. Uh, being that being that person, what I talk about backbone, it's it's uh, I got it from you. And, and the mindset and, and, and the transition and, and, the, and just everything that comes along with it. I, I truly appreciate it. I'm here to ride with you, brother. And, and we got amazing projects to continue to work on. Now's the time where you need to click the links. You need to check out the sponsors. We do have a book coming out. It's actually dropping tomorrow. It's Success Leaves Clues, which is the audio book. It's the most unconventional audio book that you'll ever have or you'll ever listen to because it's a conversation with the audience. From the author. That author happens to be me. You're going to hear ums. You're going to hear ahs. You're going to hear these things. But what it's going to be, guys, is I dedicated my entire life to studying successful people like this guy, Billy Ciordia. And then I found that there was glaringly, obviously, seven traits in every single successful person in any single thing that they did and realized that success, guys, is not about money and things. It's about being in line with your purpose in the dark and in the light. And that's what we call integrity. And so I dedicated my life to studying people like that. And then we created an audiobook. We went after it. We did it. It's dropping tomorrow, April 22nd. Tell all your friends, hide your kids, hide your wives, because we're coming for everybody, baby. Billy, I want to thank you again for being on the show. You are amazing. Make sure, guys, that you check out Samaritan's Feet, michaelmina.net, Cardenas Law Group, Finley Volvo Cars, LV.com, and squeezedried.com. Pink Cans for Cancer, every one of our sponsors out there, make sure that you're loving on them because they have helped us to become the uh, in the top 1%, ranked in the top 1% of uh, podcasts globally. And I want to thank every one of you for listening and every single one of you that shares this episode, uh, which every one of you should. Have a wonderful day. Mr. Billy, you're officially off thank the hot seat. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my God.